Want to help me make the Productivity on Purpose podcast even better? Leave a review on the Apple Podcast app. What do you love hearing about? What motivates or inspires you? I would seriously love to know and want to serve up more for you. So go to Apple Podcast right now and leave me a review. I can't wait to hear from you. All right, mama, you started your business because you're great at what you do and you want to do it on your terms. Hello, freedom and flexibility. But you're a couple of years in, handcuffed to your biz, more overwhelmed than ever. You feel like you're not doing anything well at work or with your fam. If that's you, stay tuned. I'm Ridhu Parikh, mom of two, wife of one, former professional organizer turned productivity pro, here to help women like you with growing businesses stop drowning and start controlling all your demands and distractions. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. Hello, sweet friends. Mrithu here. I am so pumped to jump into today's conversation. I guess it's not really a conversation when it's just me speaking. So let's say today's topic, how to stay in momentum without getting stressed out. If you've been listening, if if you're an avid listener, then you know that a lot of my episodes are based on conversations that I'm having with clients or prospects that I'm speaking with because we get on these, these free consults and they pour out their challenges to me, what keeps them up at night. And I learned so much and I love it. And often they become my clients. And either way, I have these great conversations. So I'm very lucky that I get to do that, get to know about women's lives or businesses, them personally, professionally, their goals, their challenges. And so it gives me a ton of information and motivation for these episodes. So all that being said, I hear this a lot. I hear this, actually, I'd say more from clients that I'm working with who said a lot over this I think I, I'm now trying to put it together. I think maybe because we're entering a third quarter. So we're like starting to get like that, that 75% through the year. And they're starting to feel a little bit drained, right? They're starting to feel like a little bit out of steam, but they're ambitious and they want to keep going. They don't want to slow down. But at the same time, they're like, Ridhu, you're always saying, you know, make time for me, make time for myself, like stop and smell the roses. Like don't just let life pass you by. But at the same time, I want to grow my business. I want to get to the next level. I still, you know, I don't want to give up that fire. So how do I basically manage both? I feel like if I stop, I'm going to fall behind. Um, so this is really, it's a paradox, right? You're like there's ambition on one side and then the other side is like rest and self-care. So I want to start by saying this, that I agree. I agree with you. If you sort of stop, if you lose your hunger, if you lose your edge, you are going to lose momentum. I'm totally with that, right? I hear you. We don't want to lose momentum. You want to keep growing. You want to keep evolving. Everybody needs and everybody wants a purpose in life. You've come this far, you've contributed, and you want to continue to contribute. And thus, you should do that, right? I know you're on a personal and professional development path, and that's what probably makes us all just get up in the morning and put one foot in front of the other, because we are hungry for that. And I don't want you to lose that either. Okay. Our entire lives are an ever changing, always evolving adventure, right? We never arrive. 
so to speak, right? We're never there yet. There's always more. And we want to know that there's always more, but we've also got to come to condition ourselves to enjoy the process. Otherwise, in our quest to get there, eventually, right, from A to Z to the end of our lives where we're constantly growing and evolving, we're missing out on the entire point. Okay. So I agree that the lasting happiness and fulfillment comes from that determination and that momentum and growth, ultimately growth, right? If we're not working on something meaningful or if we're not growing in some way personally or in some way that challenges challenges us to do more and be more and give more, we start to feel lost. So what I, that's where I really want to go today is how do you stay there in that in that place of growth, but also without just bringing on and continuing to stay in this in this like hurricane of stress. Okay, um, so I'm going to talk about a few different things about like three different actually three different ways that we can stay in that place of energy, but also give ourselves space to come down from it a little bit, <laughs> um, have that time to stop and be present and actually enjoy that process. Number one, and I'm going to talk about this one and I'm going to link to an episode on it. I should have had that in front of me and I don't on gratitude. The first thing is having gratitude. I'm going to link to that episode in the notes. So if you, if this is something you struggle with, you want to be better at having more gratitude. If this is something like I hear about this all the time. I think I kind of do it. I'd like to be more intentional about it. Please go over to that episode because it's all about that as well. But so gratitude, here's the thing. You are feeling overwhelmed and scattered and all over the place and anxious and overloaded because you have so many people who need you, right? You have so many demands that need your attention, You have so many gifts to bring out in the world. You have so much to give to other people, again, to contribute and to just demonstrate your value. So this, my dear friend, it can be positioned as overwhelm, which it does feel overwhelming. I'm not trying to take away from that, but it can also be positioned in from a perspective of gratitude. Like, thank God I have all these people that are reliant on me. Thank goodness that I deliver so much value or I contribute so much to other people that they need me. They want things from me. My to-do list is really long because I am needed. I'm wanted. I am great at what I do, whether it's on the home front the work front, the business front, the mentor front, the mom front, the colleague front, the business partnership, the co- whatever it is, like you are pulled in a lot of different directions because you are needed from a lot of different places. So can you sometimes just sit in that gratitude of the value that I am contributing? Yes, I understand it can feel overwhelming. Yes, it can feel like I'm just pulled in a million different places, but it's because I'm needed. I know any day, hands down, I would rather be busy, quote unquote, right? Overwhelmed a bit, have so much going on than absolutely nothing to do. 
I know that there's sort of like this dream, this fantasy of, I wish I could just lay on the beach and that would be my life and drink, sing, sip margaritas. But I'm pretty sure if you're listening to this podcast, that's not actually your fantasy as it's really not mine either. That's great for like five days, maybe for some people, two weeks, maybe up to a month, but that's about it. Like, I don't think I could do for me personally, but after a week, I'm like, I need, I need things. I need to be wanted. I need to be contributed, contributing. I need to feel valued again. Okay. Okay. I'll give it two weeks. I'm going to backtrack on that. But my point is I actually don't want to be doing nothing for the rest of my life and just like sitting and relaxing. And so sometimes I just sit when I'm feeling that overwhelm, I sit in that gratitude for just a bit. And in simple ways to do that is I mentioned this recently. I've started this grad of a gratitude journal where you basically just write, it has, I think four lines on each page. So that's all it is, which is really like two sentences. You basically write something you're grateful for every single day. I absolutely love it. Sometimes I, I haven't done it for a few nights. So I'm like going back and writing for three nights in a row. That's okay. You know, but I, I'm just like just sitting there and taking two minutes and being like, what am I really grateful for today? And it's beyond like my family, my friends, my business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, I'm grateful for that. But I'm actually grateful for that conversation I did have with a prospect or a client today where I did get to delve into their challenges and hear their needs and connect with them. And maybe I inspired them some way, right? Or another thing I wrote recently was just my son. He's a junior now in high school. So he's not exactly in the cuddling age. But the other day, he asked me if I wanted to to watch a show. In fact, I think I may have already mentioned this a couple podcasts ago. This is how much it's like how happy it made me, how sad <laughs> it made me so happy. So we like laid on the couch, like kind of near each other. I didn't really snuggle, but he was right next to me and that lit me up. And I had so much gratitude for that. My husband and I also have had some very difficult conversations lately. And although in the moment I can get pretty hot headed and pretty upset about it later on, one of the things that I wrote down was that I'm really grateful that we can have an honest communication, even though it hurts a lot sometimes we can be honest with each other and work through it. So there's so many things in life that you are needed, whether it's a pleasurable thing, laying with the couch or in a difficult conversation or really connecting with someone. And yes, when you put it all together, it can feel like a lot and overwhelming, but there is also so much beauty in that. So I highly recommend you finding a way to do that gratitude. Is it that simple journal? Is it a five or 10 minute gratitude practice in the morning when you start your day? Simply go through a very similar routine, write it down or meditate on it. Or just the first thing in the morning when I wake up, I try very hard. I would say I do this 90%. I would like to get to 100%. I say 90% of the days I wake up and one of my first thoughts is today is going to be an awesome day. Today is going to be an awesome day. And then something that I'm grateful for. I just try to think like, oh my gosh, I have, I have all these meetings on the docket today on my schedule. Oh my gosh, thank God I have a full schedule, right? Or, oh, I got to get up and I make my, I make my son try to make him a shake in the morning before he leaves. And I'm like, okay, I get to wake up and I actually get to see him this morning before he walks out of the house because I'm not going to see him for 12 hours, right? So I really try to shift that. So it, it helps me a lot in the morning to wake up. My first thought is, Today is going to be an awesome day or today is an awesome day to be an awesome day. I think that's actually the saying. Today is an awesome day to be an awesome day. And, you know, what is something during that day that I might otherwise be dreading or maybe even not, maybe actually looking forward to, but taking that moment in my mind to give gratitude to it. Okay. So that's the first practice. The second practice that is also about shifting your perspective 
is about choosing overwhelm, choosing overwhelm and not choosing overwhelm. So actually the second strategy is to not choose overwhelm. I feel like a lot of us, a lot of women, we think that there are just, you know, a few reasons why we don't hit our goals. Um, one is that there, we're just simply, we're too overwhelmed. There's too much to do. And then there's like not enough time. When we start putting ourselves in this, whether it's too much to do, not enough time, or maybe I'm not motivated, that just takes us down this road of self-sabotage and shaming and self-berating and beating ourselves up, right? We sort of feel like, well, if I'm out of town, time or I don't have the energy or I have too much on my plate, I uh, I don't know how to say no, or I'm not good with my time, or I can't ever reach my goals. Then, you know, we just go down these like bad rabbit holes, right? And then because of that, the result is that you think that overwhelm is inevitable. It's just something that happens. I hear this so much, especially when I'm on consults. There's a big transformation from the time I start with someone on a consult and from the time, and then later, month, a few months later, it's usually we get into a four or five month relationship or five to six month relationship at the end where they don't think this way. But the beginning, what they think is I'm supposed to be overwhelmed. You know, I have a family, I'm taking care of parents, I have this business, I or I'm in this like growing business. So of course I'm supposed to be overwhelmed. This is just like my season. And I don't buy that for a second. Now, I t- I will say that, yes, I do believe in the seasons, in the year, there are some seasons, sometimes like uh, you know, right now I'm going through a big transition in my home. There are times, yes, things get, you know, you go up and down. But when I mean season, people just think, oh, for this like 10 year period of my life or this one year period or this three year period, it's just supposed to be really horrible and really bad. And like overwhelm is inevitable. But I'm going to tell you this, my love, listen closely. I do love you, but overwhelm is a choice. You choose it. Because the way you think about overwhelm is optional. You are in control of it. Okay, You have more options than beating yourself up for not getting things done. Or you have another option than catastrophizing the stress that's coming up, coming up in your life or building up worst case scenarios, right? I very much went through this recently. So I guess I'll say what this big change has been. We've had a very big turn of events in my home. My mother-in-law has moved in with us and she has, is not well. She has Alzheimer's and it has been a really big, big transition as my son, we got him off to college. And then, you know, the next or the week before she was moving, she was moving in. It was very unexpected. She's had a really sharp decline. It's been very sad. It's also been really difficult, right? We're just trying to navigate a whole nother person, caretaking, things I'm not familiar with at all. I've never really, my grandparents lived in India when I was growing up. I never really been around them other than like on a vacation. I never been around anyone with any sort of like mental, mental decline like this. Anyway, it's just been a whole thing. So whatever, we are totally transitioning. I have an extremely supportive family and husband and we're figuring it out. But I told a friend of mine last week um, that, you know, it's not actually the day-to-day that really stresses me out about our situation. What stresses me out so much is the weight of thinking about the long-term, like how long this could go on. So essentially I was catastrophizing the stress that was coming up and building up these like worst case scenarios in my head. And she just simply said, 
well, then stop thinking about that. <laughs> then if that's what's stressing you out, stop thinking about the long term. And I was like, oh, you're right. <laughs> I guess I actually do have an option to do that. I forget that I'm allowed to not think about it. Like I am allowed to be in the present. In fact, probably the best thing I could do for myself is be in the present because so much can change in a week, in a month, in a year. Like who knows what will be going on? I mean, our life changed pretty much overnight with her before. It can change overnight again, right? Like circumstances can change. Everything can change. So it was like, it was just a good reminder to me. And she sort of just brought me back to the here and now. And that reminder of stop catastrophizing. Why am I bringing, why am I thinking of the stress that hasn't even happened yet? Right? So there are other options besides overwhelm. So here are some, here are some great other options. Okay. Creativity is an option. Curiosity is an option. Getting out of your comfort zone is an option. Just as feeling overwhelmed is an option. So instead of overwhelm, how about we get curious about what creative options can you help to manage all your demands, right? If that's your stressor, if that's what's overwhelming you, instead of sitting in that, get curious, get creative. Well, well then what's the question I should be asking? How can I manage these? Who could help me? Could I put up better boundaries? Could I create a system around this? Could I have an honest conversation with a client about their expectations? Could I hire someone part-time? Could I hire my son or my daughter? Could I collaborate with somebody? Could I just plow through this weekend and get caught up so that I say no to future demands over the next week so I don't find myself in the same position that I'm in now? There are so many other options besides overwhelm. It is not our only option. When we put a kibosh on feeling overwhelmed and we opt into really good, really good questions and curiosity and creativity, we get ourselves into a different, more motivated, more action taking state where we become problem solvers. This is what we want to do. We always have an option. Another thing that could really be an option is to challenge yourself. And that also means to give yourself grace, right? Giving yourself grace is also an option. Instead of shaming yourself about how bad things are, which by the way, does nothing. It doesn't fix anything. It just makes everything worse. Find ways to give yourself grace, to love yourself, right? Because by the way, that is an option too. It is a choice. So why are you choosing overwhelm? Why do you keep choosing it? Why do you indulge in it? Why, why, why? We don't have to choose overwhelm. Choose another option. Okay. And then finally, number three, add in me time on the daily, on the daily, my friend. So me time, in other words, time for yourself ain't just for Sundays. No. Okay. So the days you don't exercise or you don't eat well, or you don't get out of your workspace, you were head down all day, you're going to feel crankier. You're going to be less motivated. You're not going to be as peppy. You're going to be 
a little snarky with the hubby and the kiddos. You know what I'm saying? Right? Me time is not just for Sundays. Implementing it in some way, shape, or form each and every day will consistently reboot your energy, motivate you, and give you clarity. We ain't talking about going for a massage every day or a mani-patty. I got it. Not like that's not going to happen all day. But I talked earlier about, is there just a gratitude period time? So five minutes in the morning, five minutes in the evening. Is there a time for you to exercise? Go for a walk, make a healthy meal, do something that feeds you. It nourishes you at the soul level, at the energetic level that nourishes your mind. Sometimes me time for me is just saying, I'm like not going to sit in bed and, and go like scrolling through social media. I'm like not going to get onto Instagram or something because as much as in one hand that feels like it's me time, it's my downtime, it's for me, it's not nourishing me. It's not feeding positivity to me. It's making me compare myself to others who are quote unquote through the pictures in a better marriage or have a better business or better relationships or having more fun or look prettier or skinnier right? It's, it's not feeding it. So be careful when you're, when you're thinking about your me time. On the other hand, sometimes it's just watching mindless TV. I've told my husband lately, I, I, we love a lot of like dramas and things on TV, but a lot of them tend to be like, I don't know, like very like drug infested things or like a lot of violence. I'm like, I just, I need to stop. I need to watch some like go back to old school, like rom-com. Like I just need something that's a little bit mindless and makes, and just leaves me in a more positive note at night. And that is more my me time. Some of that time, yes, is with him and he wants to watch what he wants to watch. So we'll watch it with him. And I consider that our time, but I just need my own me time for me things. So, but you don't need, you know, you don't need hours of it. You don't need to spend money on it. You could just even say, you know what? I just want to sit and have my coffee and plan your day around 15 minutes Ain't nobody come near me. Maybe that means I have to wake up 15 minutes earlier and do it by myself and cuddle up my favorite blanket or jammies or sit outside on the porch or whatever the case may be. Maybe. But if you want to help stay in momentum without getting stressed out, this is one of the best strategies because all the things I'm talking about are energy boosters and momentum inspirers, you know, right? That's inspiration. But at the same time, it's also connecting you back with what's important or your purposes, relaxing, re-energizing and recalibrating. Okay. So get in that me time on the daily. Okay. So as a recap, I am with you. I don't want you to necessarily like slow down your momentum. I think momentum is one of the most important motivators to getting closer to your goals, right? We've got to feel like we're making or that we are making progress day in and day out. We want to keep that momentum because momentum dies, right? Our energy dies, our goals die like that. We've got to build that up. But there are ways to stay with that and also be in the present and give yourself the gift of nurturing and energizing and quite frankly, love, self-love. So three of those solutions were, and by the way, let's just wrap this up here and say, this is going to be your challenge for the week. I know you spent your precious time with me. I want you to make it 100% worth it. So which one of these three, just pick one, which one of these three strategies will you use to keep you in momentum without getting stressed out? Number one, have gratitude, but have a gratitude practice. 
So whether it's saying it first thing in the morning, whether it's writing it down, whether it's sometime during the day, just like make that a daily part of your day. Number two, don't choose overwhelm. Remember, overwhelm is a choice and it's an option. What else can you think about? What else can you opt into instead of overwhelm? And finally, number three, add in me time on the daily, my friend. All right, my love. So tell me, which one is it going to be? You know, you can just reach me anytime over on the podcast, lifeisorganized.com forward slash podcast, or on Instagram, Life is Organized, Facebook, really with Life is Organized, and all things Life is Organized. I love to hear from you. And listen, if you like what you're hearing and want to hear more like in-depth, like stories and strategies and tips, y'all, you've got to get over on my email list. I I can honestly tell you, women are just devouring it, sharing it. it. They're quick, they're fun, they're easy, and I hope they really inspire you. So best way to get your hands on that is to come on over to lifeisorganized.com forward slash resources. You're also going to get some awesome resources there, like how to shorten your to-do list and get more done and how to stop procrastinating and how to get focused. You can pick one, pick them all, grab one of those resources, and then you're going to join me for weekly tips on how to get energized, stop feeling so overwhelmed, and be your best damn self. I hope I have served you today. I really can't thank you enough for listening and sharing. If you've gotten some inspiration and motivation please share it with your besties. Also leave me a review because it really, really, really helps me connect with other awesome, amazing women all around the world. As always, you are the best for showing up here. I thank you from the bottom of my heart for your time, loving vibes and positive energy and know that I am sending them right back your way. Here's to getting more of the right things done and embracing productivity on purpose. I'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. 